Today's daf is Ksubis daf Pei Vav. We are at the top line on daf Pei Hei Omid Beis Hahu Gavra. Today's daf is being learned. Le'ilu Nishmas Chayim Elazar Ben Yibadol Chayim Reb Shimshin Arye. So we're in the middle of some of the most festive dafin and shas in Perik Hakosef. The Gemara is telling stories but Ksubis-type stories, stories from which Chazal learned some of the most important halachos in Noshim Nezikin. Today's daf is going to pick up exactly where yesterday's daf left off, and that is with another story. who gathered there was a person, the Afgid Shev Marginisa, the Tsairi Besadina, so he gave Ramiyasha, who was Barbered Rabbi Shua ben Levi, he was the son of Rabbi Shua ben Levi's son, also known as Rabbi Shua ben Levi's grandson. And the Bekadan that he gave him was seven diamonds and it was wrapped in some sort of sadden. Shachiv Ramiyasha, Ramiyasha passed away. Rashi says he died suddenly. And he never told the people in his house, meaning he never told his children what the nature of these seven diamonds were, meaning they were Pekadim, they didn't belong to him. But as far as his family knew, they knew nothing about it. In the meantime, Ramiyasha, the grandson of Rabbi Shua Levi, passes away. In the Mishpacha, they start going through all his possessions, they have his Kisveyah, they find his Svarim, and lo and behold, they didn't realize the Tata was a great Sigvir. They find this Sadin, and inside of it, you have these seven very, very valuable diamonds. Like Mars, also the to Ravami. They came to Ravami, they told Ravami, I don't know, did this belong to our father? Was he Taka Gvir? And he kept it quiet all these years, Amalei. So Ravami told the Mishpach as follows. He said, Chada, number one, I knew him, and I'm telling you, he wasn't a Gvir. So already, something's a little bit fishy. And besides, it seems that this person that had given even the Pekadin to Rabbi Yasha, Bred Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, gave a simon and he was able to prove that it was his. So Rashi says, what was the simon? Number one, he told him it was seven diamonds. Number two, he told him that it was an asadin and he told him exactly which sadin it was. So he seemed to have known a lot of information and because he had a lot of information, Rabbi said, it's a combination of these two factors. Number one, as far as I know, Rabbi Yasha, Barbara, Rabbi Shua ben Levi was not a clear. Number two, this a person seems to know a lot about it, which would seem to suggest it's his. And based on that, Rav Ami Paskind, that we take away these diamonds from the Yarshim, and we give it over to this person. Says the Gemara, there's one caveat to this halach. The only time this is true, meaning the only time that this simon would be a good simon is if as far as we know, this person didn't spend a lot of time. He wasn't in nichnas v'yoytzeh in the house of Rami Yashu Barbarid Rabbi Shom Levi. But in the event that this is someone that was in nichnas v'yoytzeh, then there's no raya that it belongs to his. I, he has a simon. It could be somebody else gave it as a and he just so happened to have seen it there. Says the Gemara, so that was the Psak of Rabami, he paskin that even though the Yarshan seemed to have found this money and based on the Muchsek, it would seem to be theirs, they would have Yarshaned it from their father. But Rabami said, number one, as far as we know, Rabbi Yasha Barbadid Levi was not a Gvir, so there's a tremendous Reyesa saying that it's probably not his. And besides, there was a year that was giving a simon, and because this person was giving a simon, that was a raya that it belonged to him. So, who got There was a person, the afkid kasa, the kasa, bechasa. He gave as a pekadim, a silver becher, 
two chasa. Chasa was the name of this person. Shachiv chasa. Chasa died. Below pocket. And he died suddenly. Rashi says again. And he didn't have an opportunity to instruct his family to tell them anything about this. Kais. What would he have told them? That it's not mine. It's a pakadin. Make sure you return it to the own. Also the Kamadir of Nachman. So they came, the family, to, to Rav Nachman. Meaning this person that had given it as a pakadin came claiming as pakadin. And in the meantime, there was a little bit of a shayla. There was a dintaira. Who does it really belong to? So they went to Rav Nachman. Amar lehu. So Rav Nachman told the people that came, Yadanabe b'chasa, Ainu chasa, the layamid, he wasn't a gvir. So it's mistabbed that it wasn't his. Apparently this was a very valuable kais. And besides, hakayav simano. This person gave a simon, and the fact that he gave a simon, that's a shtukal right, that it belongs to him. So again, he paskin, like Rav Ami did in the previous story, that you have to return it, you have to give it to the person that gave the simon. The Gemara makes the same caveat. The only time this is true, it's only if this person wasn't a nichnas v'yaitz, meaning the person that gave the simon, but in the event that the person that gave the simon was a nichnas v'yaitz, then the fact that he gave a simon is not a right that it's his, because maybe somebody else gave it, meaning it's true, it didn't belong to chasa, because we know he's not a but maybe somebody else was the one that gave it as a pekad. And he happened to have seen it there. And that's why he knows what it looks like. But the point is, not a raya, really, that it is. The Gemara tells a third story. There was a person that gave a pekadin. The pekadin was a metachsa. Rashi says it's a beged that's made of meshi. So it's a silk, silk beged, also something that was very valuable. And it was a pekadin by Ravdimi, who was the brother of Rav Safra. And again, Shachar Ravdimi. Ravdimi died suddenly. Pocket and didn't have a chance to tell his family what happened. And again, like in the previous two stories, if he would have been sick and he would have died in a way where he had a chance to prepare himself for the Yom Adin and the Yom Teichacha, one of the things he would have prepared was he would have told the Mishpach, I'm letting you know, I'm a Shem Pekadin, and in the event that this family comes to claim it, you're going to have to make sure to return it. But what happened was he died quickly and he didn't have a chance to do this. In the meantime, this person came and he said, I want a Pekadin. The family's like, Mechatesi, I don't know. Also, the Kamidi Rababa, they went to Rabama, Amalu, Rababa said the same thing. Chadu, number one, the Yadana Beber Avdimi, the Loyom. I know Avdimi wasn't a Gavir, so it's Mistabra, then that didn't belong to him. And besides, Hakayav Simano, this person is giving. A simon, and if he's giving a simon, it's probably his, says the Gemara, the same caveats in Dritin. The only time this is true, if he wasn't in but in the event that this person was accustomed to go in and out of this house, then the fact that he had the simon is not a right that it was hit. Could be somebody else gave it as a Bekadin. Again, it was in Ravdimi's, because Ravdimi we know was not a Gvir, but maybe somebody else gave it to him. He happened to have seen it there, and that's how he was aware of the simon, but it's not necessarily Muchach that it belonged to him. So before we go right there, I saw in the Sefer, Oitzar Yeshecha, from Agoyin Agadol, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer Shlita, he asks two Ha'aras on this Gemara, it's two separate Simonim, and he asks two Ha'aras. Just mention the Ha'ara. The first Ha'ara that he asks is, he said, that's Pashit, that every single word in Chazal is here for a reason. It's even more Pashit, that every Maisa that Chazal tell us, they're telling us for a reason. It's even more Pashit, that every Maisa Masech Ksubis and Perak is here for a reason. That means these stories that we're learning here, we had about 10, 12 stories yesterday, we're going to have a whole other bunch of stories today. They're here to, to teach us case law. Every story has ktsoises and asivises and tumims and shara mishpats associated with them. So every single story is here for a purpose. And if you go through it, Chazal really established 
laws based on these mices. So says Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer, it's Tzorich in Gadol to me. Why Chazal would have repeated the same exact story three times? Because if you go through the story, it's the same, the names change, and the Amiram that presided over the stories change. But really, if you go through it, it's a power why Chazal had to repeat these stories. He brings from one of the Rishonim that he found, he found it in the Marit, Rabbi Yeshaya Mitrani, that somewhere in a Favarf in a place, he said, this halacha, and he says that being that the Gemara told the story, and you see that there were Kama Amiroim that passed in this way, Vaisois, this is the halacha. So he's medayik from the Marit, that must be the Marit held that Be'etzim, this story is really a very big Chiddush. And that's why Chazal wanted to show that Rav Ami Paskin this way, and Rav Nachman Paskin this way, and Rav Abba Paskin this way. And the reason we're telling you the story three times is because even though this is talked a very big Kiddush, but I'm going to tell it to you three times. And if you hear it three times, you know for a fact that this must be the way it is. And that was the whole point in repeating it three times. So the reason it's being told is because there must be some Kiddush. What would the Kiddush be? So the truth is, if you look at the Achroinim, there's a very, very big Kiddush. Without even delving into it, but there's a very, very big Kiddush. The Chiddush is, is that it seems that one of the, the tainas that all the Amiram held was is that the person that had died in these stories wasn't a gvir. And because we knew he wasn't a gvir, it's Mestaber that he didn't have these diamonds and he didn't have this Zilban Becher and he didn't have this beggar that was made of meshi. So there's an umdana that it wasn't his. You're being moitzi mamin from somebody with an umdana? Ha-moitzi mechaveri olavariya. You always need aidim. Even right can't be Moitzi Mamen. So the fact that we know he wasn't, maybe he wasn't, an Umden is enough of a reason to be Moitzi Mamen, could be that's what the Chiddush is. But the point is, is that one of the Rishonim, but Derek Agav said that this is the Allah, because you see Chazal told us the story more than one Amir Paskin this way. So said, maybe that's the Gilu, and that's why Chazal felt they had to tell us the story, because this story is such a big Chiddush. And <coughs> it's for that reason that it was necessary for us to say it, not just once, not just twice, but even to mention it a third time. That's the first R. The second R is, and this is, you have to be a Sinai of epic proportions to even go down this road. And he said that if you look at Rashi, it's a Rashi by Chasa. So the, the Gemara told three stories. One was Ramiyasha Babri, Rabbi Shulman Levi. He died suddenly. And they found, the Mishpacha did, that he had these very precious stones. And there was a whole Shiloh where it came from. Then the Gemara told the story about Chasa, who had died suddenly. And, well, and they found that he has the silver becher. And they were trying to figure out what was the nature of the silver becher. And then the third story was Ravdimi Achud, Rav Safra. Rav Safra had a brother. His name was Ravdimi. And he died suddenly. And they found that he had this, this Zilban Becher. If you look at Rashi, Dibra, that he had the beggar. If you look at Rashi, Dibra Maskel, Shachid Chasa, Valay Pocket, Zak Rashi, Shetava Benar. What happened was Chasa drowned at sea, Kedarbina Biyavamas Parak Basra. And it's in the Furish Gemara in the end of Masachtas Yavamas. So if you remember the Gemara, one of the Aguna Gemaras at the very, very, very end of Masachtas Yavamas, the Gemara over there says, Ahuda have a comer of Azal. There was a person that came from Adina Sayyam, and he said, Man Ikabe Chasa, is there anyone here from the family of Chasa? All of a sudden the family members come out, Yeah, we, we're all members of Chasa. Tava Chasa. Rahman al I was with him, I was at sea, and Chasa drowned. Amrav Nachman, Srav Nachman said, he swore that the fish must have eaten chasa all up. And the Gemara tells a whole story. Says Rashi, that chasa we know died suddenly without having the chance to be mitzavah's beso and to write a tzavah, come in and got tzadikim when you turn 50, etc. That you see from here that, that chasa died suddenly. It's a mafurish Gemara. By the way, who was the one that said tava chasa? It was Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman was the one that presided over this Gemara as well. He said, I know chasa. So you see, 
seems Rav Nachman Uchasa. So Agaburchi, it's the same Rav Nachman. But his order was that why did Rashi only mention what happened to Chasa? How can we mention to what happened to Ramiyasha, Barbred, Rabbi Shulvan Levi? How can we mention what happened to Rav Dimi Achud, Rav Safra? See, I presume it's because Rashi didn't know. As it relates to Chasa, he knew. But he didn't know what happened to Rav Miyasha Barbred, Rabbi Shulvan Levi. He didn't know what happened to Rav Dimi Achud, Rav Safra. But Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soifer said, I think it's a little bit fair. Because the emiss is, there's a story that's recounted in the Yerushalmi. He brings it in two places. And it's also in Kehelis Rabbah. And it's in Eicha Rabbasi. The story is like this. So it's a shadow what the Gersh says, but all the Noisei Kalim in the Medrash changed the Gersh to Barbere the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had an anical, Havalei Chad Bilo. He had swallowed something. Bilo, Milosh, and Bailea. He swallowed something. Ozal, Vaisi, Chad, Mi, Ilain, Debar, Pandeiro, La, Poka, Bilo. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, the Zayda, went, and this is very interesting, he brought some person that knew how to recite incantations, and through his incantations, he was able to, to be right for Chaylam. So this person came, and he, he saved him. He helped him. Oh, my so Afterwards, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi asked him, he says, tell me, sir, like, what was this incantation that you recited? Oh, my said, Pasad, Plan, Basa, Plan. I said this, and I said that, and Rabbi Shul ben Levi heard that, he said, Rabbi Shalom, he thought he was saying Pesukim and Telem, Shirim, he started quoting Pesukim that you're not even allowed to say. Omar said, Rabbi Shul ben Levi, I would have preferred that my enakul, Rachman of Lutzlan, not be saved, rather than you save him by reciting these Pesukim. Says the Gemara, that's exactly what happened, it was Kishkoga, Sheyotzim, Alifnei Ashalat, and immediately he died. Said Rabbi Yaakov Chaim, so if the only enakul I know that Rabbi Shul ben Levi had was he said, Posh it to him, this must be the rest of the story. Because the Gemara is telling us a Misa, where Rabbi Yosh, Barbara, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, died suddenly. Here we have a shtickle information. So he says like this the fact that Rashi, it's just fascinating how a Sinai goes about even asking such a Kasha and handling it and having Ha'oras on it. So he says like this the fact that Rashi didn't know the Yerushalmi, maybe. It's not a shvet. It's not a kasha because he brings from the Chazinish who writes in Chela Gimel Soif Sim and Kufa and Ches quote Vine Harbe Pamel Lehoya Yerushalmi Beyad Rashi Zal Kiksav Yadar Yerushalmi Lehoya Motzui Venimzerak Eitzlichidim. So the Chazinish was already made that Rashi didn't have such good access to the Yerushalmi, and because he didn't have such access to the Yerushalmi, it doesn't bother me. Listen to this lashon. We come up in Medrash Kehelas Hoya Lehoya Rashi Zal Vaharbe Yishtanish Boy Maskira B'Mefurish B'Ferusha L'Sefer Shmuel Beis Perikav Pasukav Aleph. Koheles, Perik Dalo, Pasig Gimel, Perik Zion, Pasig Ches, and Pasig Chav Aleph. He said he also had Medrash Echor Abbasi, Veshtamish by Baharba Mekoymes, Ayin Bechola Metsuyim, Bemobil Medrashah. Because he says, I know for a fact that Rashi had the Medrash Koheles, and he had the Medrash Echor Abbasi. So he says, you have to say, because although it's Mistabra that this was the Maisa, but Mufurish it's not. And because it's not Mufurish, so it's for that reason, he doesn't think it's fair. He says, as it relates to Rav Dimi, Yachud, Rav Safra, so there he writes, he says, Ayin, take a look in Mesechtis Erechin, and over there it's a little bit mashma that Rav Dimi Achud Rav Safra actually got sick and that's the way he died and if that's the case it's going to be a little bit schwer but he has a whole simon over here handling this diak and rash everything is medoyak and everything has a pshat why did Rashi tell us the rest of the story with Chasa and how come he didn't tell us the rest of the story with Rami Yashe Barbred Rabbi Shobin Levi and with Rabbi Dimi Achud Rav Safra so I don't know who even thinks of such a diak but Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Soif has a whole simon on it with this brilliant sushdal to this Medrash Kehelis either way <coughs> there was a person that said 
Nechasai le Tovia. I said, I want all my Nechasin after I die, it should go to Tovia. Shach, if he died, also Tovia. Sure enough, Tovia was waiting for this day. And he walks in. I'm Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon said, What's the Shaila? I bought Tovia. It's such an easy case. He said, All my Nechasin should go to Tovia. Tovia showed up. There's no Dintaira. <coughs> you give it to him. Amar Tovya, what would happen if he said, I want all my nechassim to go to Tovya, v'asa Rav Tovya, and then Rav Tovya would walk in. So the Gemara says, that's also easy, l'tovya, I'm the Rav Tovya, layamar. he said, I'm going to give it to Tovya, and he said, I'm going to give it to Rav Tovya. Now, the inish the gizba, let's say this person is buddies, he's good friends with Rav Tovya. So even though to everyone it's Rav Tovya, but it's only Tovya to him. Oh, then ha gizba, it's not right, okay, then anachanami, just because everyone else knows him as Rav Tovya, he might be on first name basis with him, and based on that, it's going to be okay. Also, shnei Tovya, what happens if two people named Tovya both walk in? So the Gemara says, in the Talmud Chacham. Let's say one of them is his neighbor, and the other one is a Talmud Chacham. Talmud Chacham Gaiden. We assume for sure he meant to give it to Tuvia the Talmud Chacham. Kar of a Talmud Chacham. If one of the Tuvias is a Mishpach, and the other one's a Talmud Chacham, Talmud Chacham Gaiden. We assume the Umden is, he probably wanted to give it to the Talmud Chacham. Ibaidu Shachin, the Kar of Nai. What about the two underdogs, right? So the Talmud Chacham is over the Shachin, and the Talmud Chacham is over the Kar. So what if the Shachin and the Kar, they both lost out? So what if they come together? Who's better? So you see a Shachin is better than. Than a, than a car. Shneim kroivim v'shneim shcheinim v'shneim chachamim. What if they're both kroivim, they're both shcheinim, and they're both chachamim? Zok the Gemara. In that case, the Allah is going to be shuda the daini. So what does shuda the daini mean? It's machlokes Rashi in Toisus. It's machlokes is in many places in Shas. Rashi says shuda the daini means hatolas hadayonim. We leave it up to the dayonim. Lefim asheyiru dayonim. So let the dayonim try to figure out what to do. Meaning they should try to do a little bit of analysis and ask themselves which one of these tuvias did this person probably mean to give it to. Meaning there's a cheshpin. They're going to go through some sort of uh, process of trying to figure out who the rightful tuvia is. But based on that, that's how you're going to give it. Toysef says, not mashpah that way. Toysef says, they can just do whatever they want with it. That doesn't mean they have to try to figure out what the emesis is. They could just do whatever it is that they want to do. Either way, this next gemara that we're about to start is going to take us knee deep into the daf. Just being mocked him that... In yeshiva, it's considered one of the most difficult sugis and shas. From a dafyomi perspective, it's not nearly as hard. But uh, it's the sugi of, of Moichir Shtarchayv, and we're going to do what we do. So we're going to do about a month in 15 minutes. So Amalei Rava Lebrei to Rabbi Chiyabar Abin. Rava told the son of Rabbi Chiyabar Abin, Let me tell you one of the geshmaka things that your father used to say. So this is Rava, who's talking to the son of Rabbi Chiyabar Abin. So Rabbi Chiyabar Abin has a son, and Rava's talking to his son. He says, I want to tell you one of the geshmaka things that your father, Rabbi Chiyabar Abin, used to say. He said, quote, This that Shmuel said, If somebody steals a shtar choiv lechavere, so there's a malva, that loaned money to Oliva. Ruvain loaned money to Shimon. Shimon now owes Ruvain money. Ruvain the Malva now sells his loan to somebody on the secondary market. So he takes his loan and he's selling his note. He's selling his loan. Somebody owes the money. He's going to sell it to somebody else. And then the Malva, after he sold the loan, you would think it's not his anymore. Dina the Malchus, if you sell your loan, you don't own the loan anymore. He sold the loan, and after he sold the loan, he was Moichel the Chayv. The halach is Machel. It's considered a Mechila. Not just that, Vafilu Yerish Moichel. What would be if the Malva sold the Shtar Chayv, then the Malva died, his son Yarishin's the loan that his father already sold, and then if the son goes and he's Meichelet, it's also going to be considered a Mechil. So this is what Shmuel said. 
Shmuel said, I'm Moichesh, I'm Chayv Lechaveiroi, Vechazam, Machloi, Machlo, Vafilu Yorish Moichel. Okay, so this is where Rava comes in. So Rava tells Rabchia by Rabban Son, let me tell you one of the million Maliasa that your Tata used to say. That this that Shmuel said, that a person that sells a Shar Chayv could be Moichel the Chayv, even his Yorish could be Moichel the Chayv. Abba Moida Shmuel, Shmuel's going to be Moida, be Machnesse Shtar Chayv Lebailo, that in the event that a woman, a married woman, brings into her marriage a Shtar Chayv, that's nechsin malog, the chazaru machlasai, and then she is moichel the chayv. She'enay machel the mechil is not going to be a good mechil, but nei sheyada kiyada because her husband's yad is the equivalent of her yad, and they have a pesachutvis, and as a result, she's not a bailim to be moichel this chayv. So what's the equivalent case? A woman brought nechsin malog. Nechsin malog we mentioned many times in the last several days. It could be anything. Usually you think of it as character. That's oisaperis, but it doesn't have to be that. So nechsin malog could be in any shape, size, or form. In in this case, the asset that was Nechzimalog was a Shtar Chayv. Somebody owed this woman money, that's Nechzimalog, like any other Nechzimalog, which means that the husband is a Shtikl Shutif in the Shtar Chayv. If she now wants to be Moichel the Chayv, she would not be able to. So if you sell, you sell a Shtar Chayv, you could be Moichel the Chayv. Even your Yorish could be Moichel the Chayv. But a married woman who has a shtar chay, which is nechzimalog, she would not be able to be moichel the chay. So on that note, the Gemara tells a story. Kravis said to Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman had a, a karev, a woman, she sold her ksuba, for a small amount of money. So usually tevesana has a, a very specific connotation. Rashi says tevesana means dover muet. It was a, a dover muet. Now why'd she only get a dover muet? So Rashi says, the reason is because you have to do a risk analysis before you buy a, a ksuba from a a married woman. You're buying something that you don't necessarily know you're ever going to, to get. Right? What does it depend on? If she gets divorced or if her husband dies during her lifetime, she'll collect the ksuba and a gloy milsa that the mechira was a good mechira. If, however, she dies first, so he yarsens her in the dunya and everything that's in the ksuba, he doesn't ever have a chiv to pay off the ksuba as a result. You ended up buying nothing. So Rashi says it's for that reason that if somebody would ever buy a ksuba from a married woman, it would be, quote-unquote, betoivasana. It would end up being for a dovermut. So this woman, who was a kroiva of Rav Nachman, she had sold her ksuba for a little bit of money. Okay, igarsha. Then she got divorced. Because she got divorced, it turns out that she lost. Because now she has her ksuba, or she would have had her ksuba. The problem is she sold it for a little bit of money, since so she ended up losing. Ushchifa. And then afterwards, she died. Before she even had a chance to like entertain the possibility of collecting the ksuba, which she couldn't have collected anyways because she had sold it, but she ended up dying. So she got divorced and then she ended up dying. What happened was Asu Labarta. So the person that had purchased the ksuba from the mama now went to the daughter and told the daughter, you know, your mother was entitled to ksuba because she got divorced. However, she sold the ksuba, and because she sold the ksuba, she told to me, I want the ksuba. I want you to give it to me. And Bukhura, that's what was supposed to happen. This was a Maisa Shahaya. And this story comes to a Dintaira. She says, I don't know what you're talking about. And they bring it. And really, it's a Mufurish Allah. That's really what's supposed to happen. So Rav Nachman, who we paskin like in Dini, we know when it comes to Dine Mominus, Shmuel, Rav Nachman, right? So Rav Nachman, who is presiding on some level over this Bezdin that's seen this case, this was his Kreufa. And he knew there was a way out. There was an Eitzah. There was a Shtikl Knunya. There was a move. A chess move that she could have made that was going to somehow get her out of the situation. Amalur Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman starts saying out loud. Now the Gemara's Lashon is Amalahu. Amalahu literally means he told them. Who was them? 
So it's not clear who the them is. But Rav Nachman said, I could the I said, there's no one that can give my relative, this, uh, this poor girl, uh, an Eitzah. There's a Pashta Eitzah. What's the Eitzah? Tezah, let her go. Let her be Moichel the Ksuba. A woman is like a Balas Chayif when it comes to Ksuba. Right? She's the equivalent of the Malva. The husband is the equivalent of the Loiva. Now that the mother sold the Ksuba, she's a Moichel Shtal Chayif. A Moichel Shtal Chayif, Shmuel said, could be Michael the Ksuba. Not only could she be Michael the Chayv, but even the Yerush could be Michael the Chayv. So Rav Nach was just talking out loud in the presence of his uh, Bas Mishbacha. And he says that no one can give her an Eitz. It's just an easy Eitz over here. Kezel v'techel Ksuba. So let her go be Michael the Ksuba, the Ima of the mother. And then what will happen is the Gabi Avuah. Now what happens if she's Michael the Ksuba? She's Michael the Ksuba, she still doesn't get it. Right, who gets the ksuba if she's Michael the ksuba? The husband keeps it. But there's, a, there's an advantage. The, van, the advantage is v'tirsa mineh. Eventually, when the husband dies, then she'll yashin her father. She'll end up getting it. So Rav Nachman said there was a way out. Right, what was the problem? The problem was she sold the ksuba. And because she sold the ksuba, so the child ended up getting nothing. So now there's an eitzah. Be meichel the shtar If you meichel the shtar like this, you'll be, in, you'll be able to end up getting the ksuba. So the Yomar Shama, she overheard this. That was the idea. Asma, she went, achilta, and she was Michael. And after this happened, Rav Nachman had Chalish Sadas. Amr Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said, another classic line, Asinu atzmenu ka'orchei adayonim. I'm a dayan, and I, and I acted like a lawyer. This is not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to be sitting here and ex- telling one of the parties over here uh, a good aid to what I'm supposed to. So the Gemara says, Mikara, Mikosava, looks like Mikosava. Rav Nachman had a Havamin. You have to understand Rav Nachman's Havamin. All of a sudden, he chapped now that he's being like an Eirich Din as opposed to as a dayan. So the Gemara says, Mikara, so in the beginning, he held, He held, he had a mitzvah saseh of And as a result, he has no choice, but he has to, he has to make sure that he takes care of his mishpacha. This is his mishpacha. You can give him a good, good advice. Rav Nachman's your, your cousin, so you can get good advice from him. And as a result, he felt he had an obligation to do it. But then he came around and he realized that Adam Chashev Shani, that he's an Adam Chashev. And because he's an Adam Chashev, he has to be careful. Now, the truth is, this line, Adam Chashev Shani, comes up in many places in Shas. If you look at the Messiah Sashat, it says, Le'il Nun Beis, Brachus Yutes, V'chulu V'chulu. Right? Because it's something that comes up a lot. What does it usually mean? Adam Chashev Shani usually means that Adam Chashev has to behave a little bit differently. If he acts in a slippery way, can be a chil Hashem, it's, it, it's not so good. So therefore, because Rav Nachman is an Adam Chashif, he would have to behave differently. But Rashi says a different shtigl Torah. Rashi says that Rav Nachman was never chayzer from what he held. He thought that for his kariv, there's a din of umipsar and as a result, he did the right thing. He was worried that somebody was going to learn from him, not chap, that it's only meant to be applied for your karif. Do it for a non-karif. For a non-karif, it's already not okay. Where there's a cheshben of umipsar then you can, even though you're seemingly a dying, you can give business advice, as long as it's legal, business advice to someone else. If, however, it's not a kariv, and there's no umbi psarcha, in that case, it's not going to be okay. Gufa. So we just mentioned Shmuel Zalacha, says the Gemara Vaita. If somebody sells a shachar b'chavayr, then he's moichlit, machl, it's considered, even if he dies, and his Yerush wants to be moichl, that too is going to be okay. Omer Afun Abreid Rav Yeshua, said, If the person that bought the Shtarchoiv is a Pikeach, now the fact that he entered into this transaction back in the day, based on the laws of Chayish Mishbat, seems to be a little bit of a giveaway. He might not be such a Pikeach. But in the event that he's a Pikeach, there's a little bit of an ace. What he should, should do is, He should go over to the Loifa 
And he should tell him, listen, I'm your new Malva, I just want to get to meet you. And uh, he should offer him some money, the cost of a star of to write up a new star. If you write up a new star, then you can't be Moichel Shtar So Moichel Shtar then you can't be Moichel Shtar anymore. So if somebody tells a Shtar and then he's Moichel Shtar that would only work for that specific Shtar. But as it relates to, if they would write up a new Shtar, now already this halach would be different. So the right prudent thing to do would be to, to write up a new star. Now, you're going to have to give him some money, the loiva, to get him to agree to do this, because, like, what does he stand to benefit? Okay, so good, you'll financially incentivize him to do it, and by doing that, that's your way out. Because even though it's true that if someone is but if you write up a new star, then already the halacha is going to be, that we're going through these gemaras as if they're easy. Amr HaMeimer, HaMeimer said, man de don, so what's the halacha? Halacha l'maisa. So somebody has a shtar chayv, and now he sold the shtar chayv, and then he was moichel the shtar chayv. It works. Shmuel said it works. Even the Yerush Kiddur, Rav Nachman, even told this say, not directly, indirectly, that you should go ahead and do it. So here's the question. You, you, you could just do this like with no recourse? That's it? I'm sorry. I, I decided to be moichel it afterwards. It can't be. Right? It feels like he's a shtick of So that's his next Gemara. So the Gemara said... According to the Mandam and Shas, that's Don Dina de Garmi, Magbig Beg to Me Shtarim Aalyam. Then the Loikeach, the person that bought the Shtar that now is suddenly null and void, would be able to go to the Moicher and ask him for a full reimbursement. He said, Listen, I paid for a Shtar probably bought it at a discount of some sorts, but the bottom line is he did pay for it, and because he paid for it, so he's going to say, Listen, I want you to, to make me whole. Whatever I paid, you have to make me whole. But that's only the mandama that's done dinah de gami. Mandalay done dinah de gami. The mandama that's not done dinah de gami. Magbi beit mei niyarim ba'alma. He can go back to him and say, listen, it cost you money, the piece of paper. No problem. Here's the, this is what you get for the piece of paper. The fact that you paid me for the chayv, I'm sorry. I'm loy done dinah de gami. And if I'm loy done dinah de gami, so if that's the case, it's not going to be okay. Zok Gemara, there was a maisa shahaya. Everything in Akhaisev has a maisa. Hava uvde, there was a story. Vekafya raf from the ravashi. Raf from force ravashi. The agbi bay. There was a person that was and then he was and he went after him for reimbursement and he went after every single dollar. It was Rashi says this is just a, a marshal. A shura is a, a beam and the tzalmi was is a tzalim, is a picture. So when people buy beams to make pictures on it, so they had to make sure the beam was perfectly smooth. So they were very, very medactic in the beam itself. So just like people were so medactic when it came to these beams, it was in that vein that he went and he was medactic. Rafa meeting, he made sure that he got back every single dollar. So is there recourse if someone is moichel shtar and then he's moichel shtar It's totally whether you're done dinah de gami or loy done dinah de gami. So what is exact? What does it mean to be done dinah de gami? So ain kan mekoy melaharech. But we know Rameya Shit and Shah says that he was done dinah de gami. Dinah de gami means when somebody causes somebody damage, but he does it in an indirect way. Whether we're done in the garment, meaning if you're if you would damage someone in that way, would you have to pay? Or we like done the Nagami, you would not have to pay. But the point is where you cause somebody damage and you did it in an indirect way. Now you can ask a question, isn't that Grumma Benazakin? Grumma Benazakin, we know is Potter Bedine Adam and he's Chai Bedine Shamayim. Isn't that what Grumma is? So the short answer is there's levels of Grumma. This grumma and this garmi. So grumma is where it's less direct or more indirect. Garmi 
is where it's going to be a little bit more direct. So we used to refer to garmi as directly indirect. And that's, that's really what it is. So garmi is where it's a, it's, it's a grama. At the end of the day, it goes under the category of grama. But on some level, it's going to be... So even though when it comes to grama, Benazakin, everybody in the world holds when it comes to garmi, then it's already a shayla. So the Gemara deemed that this case is a shayla, not of grama Benazakin pater. Also not a regular mazik. But really what you are is a garmi. And as a result, whether or not there's going to be recourse is totally in whether you're done the end of garmi or you're loy done Dina de Garmi, Sakti Gemara. So we just mentioned something that Amemar said, some the Indian the Indian, another halach that Amemar said. Amar Amemar Mishmed Rav Chama, Amemar said the name Rav Chama. Hi man, the Ikol Eksubas Ishu Balchayv. If there's somebody that owes his wife for Ksuba, and he also owes a Balchayv money, so he has two outstanding loans. One is Eksubas Ishu, the other one is Balchayv. The Isle Ariv Isle Susin. This person had property. He also had money. He had cash gout, right? He had the Mizumin. So the question is. Who does he give the money to? Who does he give the land to? So you would think, I don't know, let him do whatever he wants to do. It's a halacha. The balchoyf misalkinu lebezuzi. The balchoyf you should give the money to. The isha misalkinu lebaara. And the woman you should give the property to. Why? Haikidine, the haikidine. You should give each person what they were relying on. The balchoyf probably loaned you money. So if he loaned you money, you have money to return. You shouldn't give him the money. The woman, when she's say mechestas, Rashi says, on her ksuba, usually people think karka. That's why in the olden days, only karka was meshubed and abetalpun. That's why today it's not true because people don't necessarily think that way anymore. The whole psychology changed. And that's why we spoke out from Toysfis, from the Goynim already, that metalton today is not what metalton was in the, in the times of Chazal. But the point is, is that the Balchayv gave money, you should give him back the money. Whereas the Isha, she's probably thinking Karka, therefore you should give the Karka. And let's say all you have is Ara, and it's one property, and it could only give it to the Balchayv or to the Isha. Who should you give it to? Should you give it to the Balchayv or you should give it to the Isha? Incidentally, you see why this is to what we're learning, because we had the Machalik Yisrael Tarfin, Rabbi Akiva, what do you do in situations like this? So the Gemara said, You should give it to the Chayv, you shouldn't give it to the Isha. My time, what's the reason? So really, it's good to speak out loud. What would be the Sfari you should give it to the Chayv? So you find the Chazal, the Chazal were always very partial to a Chayv. And the reason is, There's a lot of coolers, even... The Dine Dei Rais that the Chazal looked away from, based on this concept of Shloitino Dallas Bifnei Lomen. So, on the one end, you would say, Shloitino Dallas, give it to the Balchayv. Then again, there's a counter argument, and that is Mishum Chino. We want that men should be Noisachin in the eyes of women. We just saw that yesterday. We spoke out to Taisvis yesterday. So, Mishum Chino, that would be a good argument. It would be a good reason to give it to the woman. So, you can hear both ways. But the Gemara says, at the end of the day, give it to the Balchayv. Don't give it to the Isha. My time, and what's the reason? Because as much as a svar, we're trying to get the men to be noisachin in the eyes of their wives. But at the same time, we also know that more than the man wants to get married, the woman wants to get married. And as a result, yeah, we're sensitive to china, but not as sensitive as we are to shloitino delis bifnei lovin. And that's why if there's one piece of property and there's a shayla who to give it to, you should give it to the bachayv, you shouldn't give it to the shayla. Rapapa the rafchama. Vaday ta'amrisu mishmei derava. Is it true that I heard, you said in the name of Rav, that I'm on the maski bezuzi, if there's someone that's going after someone for money, for isle ara, and the person has property, so Ruben's going to Shimon, and he tells Shimon, you know, I loaned you money, you owe me a $1,000. He says, okay, this Shimon had ara, he had land, but he didn't have, uh, 
He didn't have uh, money available. The Valchoyv came and he wanted to collect his loan. And the, the Leva said, you want the loan? No problem. Take the property. Immediately we tell him, still zavin at, you sell the property, I see Avle, and give him gelt. Second, so Papa tells Rav Chama, I heard that you said, and that's what I think, Vadei Damrisu, is it true? That you said in the name of Rav, such a chiddish, that if a Malva goes to a Leva, he says, you know, I loaned you money, and the Leva says, listen, I have a property, take my property, how much are you? A thousand dollars? No problem. Take this parcel of land's worth a thousand dollars, gesundte hey, it's yours, thank you very much, Kvaldik. That we tell him, no, no, no. You borrowed money, you give him back money. I, you have karka, so go sell the karka and figure it out. So you asked him, is, is it true that you say this in the name of Ramalei Loy? I never said that. He said, you didn't say that. I, I heard that you said that. Something must have happened. Something similar, right? He said, Emily, is Emily Gufud of the Heichahav. Missing the word easy. Emily Gufud of the Heichahav. This story must have been something. What exactly? Ramalei said, I'll tell you this story. This was the Maisa Shahaya with Rav. This is what you're hearing. You're, you're fablunging a Maisa. The story was like this. What happened was, it was a real story where somebody went over to someone else and he said, you owe me money. And he said, it's true. I know I do. He says, no, give me some cash. He says, I, you have it? He says, I have. I do have, but it's not mine. It belongs to a certain Nachri. I can't give it to you. Trust me. Not a good idea. I can't give you, uh, I can't give you any money. So then he told him, but I do have karka. Take the karka. Then they found out afterwards that this money was really money. It wasn't true. It didn't belong to a Nachri. He just didn't want to give him the money. I says, oh, you don't want to give him the money? So guess what? The joke's on you. Take the karka, you sell it, and you figure out a way to get him the money. Meaning, then of course, the lawyer is allowed to give him karka. He doesn't have to give him money. But in this case, where the person was acting inappropriately, so therefore, we quid pro quo, we told him something which really in Allah is not necessarily the case. The Gemara's lashon is, who us he behaved He behaved improperly. Therefore, in return, we behaved with him inappropriately as well. Another class, mamish classic after classic. I'm going to have Kanod Rapapa. If Kano told Rapapa, Lidi Dach, according to you, the Amr who holds, Prius Balchayv Mitzvah, that Prius Balchayv is only a mitzvah. Now, the background to this, Rashi says, is a Suya Mesechtis Erechin, Tavchav Beis Amir Aleph. Over there, the Gemara brings a major Machlaikis Amira, not for now, where the Shibuda is Deiraisa, or Shibuda is Lav Deiraisa. So we know that Allah is if somebody lends somebody money with a Shtar. So the Allah is not only could he collect the money directly from the Leva, but if the Leva had any possessions at the time of the loan, and he has since sold those possessions, the Allah is, you can go to the Lekuchah, so you can be Tairif, and you can take those possessions out. Based on what? Based on the idea that when you borrow money from someone, not only do you have a responsibility, the Gavra does, to pay back the loan, but all your Nechassim become a Shubit. A Shibut is like a real Chosha Mishpat transaction. It's a real thing. It's a chaloi shibud. And all your nechassim have this chaloi shibud on them. And as a result, they're now all meshubud. And that's the reason you can go to the lekuchas. Machleik is in chas, whether shibud is the raisa, shibud is the rabbana. I mean, this idea that you can go to the lekuchas because the nechassim of the loyva meshubud, that's din de raisa. If it's din de raisa, by the way, there would have to be a pasik to support it. There has to be a makar. Or a shibud, the lab de raisa, the whole concept of a shibud is only mid rabbana. The Gemara's understanding, machleik is rishayin and taisvis, whatever, but this posh in the Gemara, it seems to be that if you hold Shibuda's Lav Raisa, that means that a person's possessions are not Meshubit at all to this loan. So if you borrow money from somebody, you have a responsibility to pay the loan. But there's no Shibut on the Nechassim. Your assets are not encumbered. There's no lien that was perfected on these Nechassim right now that say that even though you own them, you don't really own them. So the question is, and this is really the, the background, 
to this next classic Gemara. And that is, so if, if somebody borrows money, the Malva comes and he says, pay up the loan. We understand the lawyer has to pay up the loan. But like, why? What's his chiv to pay up the loan? Now, if you hold Shibuda's Dairaisa, let's talk on a Dairaisa level. If you hold Shibuda's Dairaisa, so the reason you have to pay up the loan is because you don't even own your Nechassim. Your Nechassim are Meshubah to it. You're Pashat Aganev if you don't, in the sense that your Nechassim that you think you have, it's, it's like they're not yours. Now, they're really yours, but they're Meshubah. But a Shibud is like a transaction of some sort. It's some sort of Chalois that impacts the Kishkes of your Nechassim. So we understand why you would have to pay the loan. But let's say your Shibud is not Dairaisa. Why do I have to pay the loan? So the answer is, that's the reason. It's a mitzvah. What do you mean? It's a mitzvah. It says in the Torah that if you borrow money, you have to pay it. It's based on this mitzvah. So listen to the question the Rav Kahana told Rav He said, according to you, the Amir who holds Priyas Bachayim mitzvah, what does that mean? It means you hold Shibut Olav Dei Raisa. Rav Papa is the one that holds Shibut Olav Dei Raisa. So what's the chiv to pay up a loan? All it is a mitzvah. Amma, what if a person says, What's the Allah Hamai? Could you force him or could you not force him? I mean, could you force a person to do a mitzvah? If a person says, I don't want to do a mitzvah. Now, if there's someone that's a ganav, he has something that's not his in his possession. Yeah, of course, we know for sure we're going to go take it away. But over here, we're saying, Shibudas love their rice. So what this person has in his possession is 100% his. He grabbed the heads of Chayvah's Gavla to pay up a loan. Prius Pachayv Mitzvah. The person says, I don't want to do a mitzvah. I don't want to hear Shaifer. I'm not buying an esrig, I'm not sitting in a sukkah, what's the halacha? I'm a leish. So, Rav Papa told Rav Kahana, Tonino Tzabraisa. The Braisa says as follows, When is, what? When is it true that if a person doesn't have he gets Malkus, Arboim, 39, that's the mitzvah loisasei, the mitzvah say when it comes to mitzvah say, for example, you tell a person, I say sukkah, build a sukkah, he says, I don't want to build a sukkah, why are we talking about building a sukkah, sitting in a sukkah, lulav, he says, take a lulav, and he says, no, I'm not interested in uh, making the lulav, so what we do is we mamish, we beat him up. So what do you see from here? That if a person says he doesn't want to do a mitzvah, we don't just say, okay, don't do the mitzvah. No. I mean that So it's for that reason he told him, yeah, even if you hold Shibutoslav de Raisin, all it is is Prius Balchoy. But at the end of the day, Prius Balchoy mitzvah. And if a person says he doesn't want to do a mitzvah, Talach is So this is a Gemara that we've quoted many times in raid bites. I'm sure they're related raid bites associated with this Gemara. Bez Hashem, in the next few days, we'll revisit it. But very much, we'll put a bookmark on this Gemara. We're going to come back to it. Just Bederek Agav, there's a famous Kasha, and it's, it's Reb Chaim Briska's Kasha, it's in Reb Chaim and Stencils. There, Reb Chaim asked the Kasha that according to Reb Papa, that holds Shibuda's Lavdei Raisa, and the whole obligation to pay up a loan is because of Priyas Bachayv Mitzvah, what happens if somebody owes somebody money? And if he pays up the loan, it's going to mean that he's going to have to give away more than a chaymish of his nechashim. So we know that Allah is, HaMevazvez al Yevazvez Yosem Yechaymish. So Chaim asked that if the whole obligation to pay up a loan is the mitzvah, which is not nothing, it's a big deal, Prius but there's no shibud. It's not that it's your nechassim, it's my nechassim. I just have a mitzvah to take my nechassim. Why? Because I have to do a mitzvah. Okay, why is it different than any other mitzvah? So being that there's a din of a person can say, I'm sorry, that's what I pass in anyways. And and because all it is is mitzvah, would that be a way to be able to circumvent 
ever having to pay a loan. It's Rav Chaim's kasha in the stencil right here in the Sachtis Ksubas. Ayin Chami says it there. It's Boy Minei Rami Barcham. One last one. So Rami Barcham asks Rav Chizda the following question: Is Ariza Gita Blinkis Karshi by Ella Ad Ella If somebody goes over to his wife and he says, "This is your get." I want to divorce you, but I don't want you to be divorced now. I want you to be divorced in 30 days. I want to get to Bichal. She went, she took the get, and she put it in Tzidei Rishos So just the Metzius. What was Tzidei Rishos A shtickle of Erevin fame. Tzidei Rishos we know what Rishos is. I mean, sort of. Super controversial. But... We have an idea of what the Rishus Rabbim was. The Tzidim Rishus Rabbim was the side of the Rishus Rabbim. So the concept of the Rishus Rabbim was, it was the main street where everybody used to come and go. That's where all the tumbling, all the business, all the geshaften, that's where everything happened. Now, along the sides of the Rishus Rabbims were houses, and there was the Rishus Hayachid. Now, when you came very close to the wall of the Rishus Hayachid, that area was a little tight, typically. So even though technically it's part of the Rishus Rabbim, but people didn't congregate there as much because it was just a little uncomfortable. It's what's known as Sideh Rishos HaRavim. And it was a Shail and Shast. We treat Sideh Rishos HaRavim as a Rishos HaRavim. What's the case to treat it like Rishos HaRavim? It is Rishos HaRavim. Or do you say that being that it's really not in the Rishos HaRavim Mamish, it's on the side, it has a shtickle, its own zip code, so maybe we shouldn't treat it like Rishos HaRavim. So this was the question that Rami Bachama asked Rav Chis. Somebody gave his wife a get. Said, I don't want you to be Magureshes now. I want you to be divorced in 30 days. She went and she placed it Bitside Rishos Arab. So when the 30 days came, she didn't have it in her Rishos. Mal, what's the Is she going to be divorced or is she not going to be divorced? Meaning, a person can be Magarish, his wife, that the get should be Chal after 30 days. That's not a question. The assumption of the Gemara is, is that it could be the only time the Gerishim will be in effect is if it's in a Rishos. But if it's not physically in her Rishos when the 30 days comes, so it could be then she won't be Megoresh. Because being that the get's going into effect after 30 days, so if it's not physically in her Rishos, then it could be it's not going to be Chal. So the question was a very specific question. What happens if the get is Bitside Rishos Aravim? Amalei, Snorav, Chizda told Rami Barchome, Eina Megoreshes. Talachah, she's not Megoreshes. Now I know that. Mid Ravin Shmuel. I know from something Ravin Shmuel said. The Ravin Shmuel, Domin Chavayu. Ravin Shmuel both commented in. Our sugya, the beginning of the sugya, and the Mishnah on Daf Pei Aleph. In the case where a man died, he left over metaltalin, but the metaltalin were not in the rishus of the yarshin. Where the Allah is, you don't have the rule of metaltalin diyas miloy nishtabi. We are this the machloikis Rab Tarfin and Rabbi Akiva. Whether you can take the metaltalin, you can't take the metaltalin. Now there was a machloikis. What the definition of the case was, meaning where were these metaltalin that were not? In the Rishus of the Yarshim. Rabbi and Shmuel both said they were Tsevurin Umenachim Rishus Arabim. They were in the Rishus Arabim. Meaning, Rishus Arabim is not considered my Rishus. Right? Isn't that obvious? No, it's not so obvious because you can argue that maybe Rishus Arabim is everybody's Rishus. But the point is, you see from there that Rabbi and Shmuel both held that Rishus Arabim is not considered the Rishus of the Yarshim. And therefore, you don't have the rule of Metalti the Asmi Loi Mishtabi. Now, he said that Tzidei Rishus Arabim, Ki Rishus Arabim Dama. Tzidei Rishus Arabim is like Rishus Arabim. I mean, that Tzidei Rishus Arabim is like Rishus Arabim. And you see from Rabbi and Shmuel the way that Mufarish the Mishnah that if I have something in Rishus Arabim, it's not considered to be in my Rishus. So the get's not in her Rishus. If the get's not in her Rishus, for sure she's not going to be Megureshus. But the Gemara says, I can make the argument that she should be Megureshes. Why? In the name of Rabbi Ravu. We had this also earlier at the end of Parakish Shanaf. Somebody goes up to this friend and says, I want you to do Meshich on this part. But you shouldn't physically be coined until after 30 days. So do Meshich now. Same story. Do the Maisa now. But it shouldn't be yours for 30 days. What's the Allah? 
Kana, you coin it after 30 days. Even if it's in the Agam, the Agam again is not your Rishos. So the Gemara says, My love, you would think Agam and Sidi Rishos Rabbim is the same. The Gemara says, Agam Lachud, Sidi Rishos Rabbim Lachud. No, I disagree. Sidi Rishos Rabbim is like the Rishos Rabbim, because it's physically the Rishos Rabbim. It's not the Agam. So the Rishos Rabbim, Rabbin Shmuel said, is not considered your Rishos. Agam would be considered your Rishos. What Sidi Rishos Rabbim? The Gemara heard it said it should be like the Rishos Rabbim. The Gemara heard it said it should be like the Agam. Those were the two Tzadim that we presented and before we started the Gemara, Balpeh. And the Gemara comes out, Lamaisna, that Sidi Rishos Rabbim is Kirshos Rabbim, and therefore Rabbim Shmuel is the Tzushtal, not Rav Nachman. Ikidam Yisam said, Omalei, that when Rami Barchama asked this question to Rav Chizda, so Rav Chizda said, Migureshnes mid Rav Shmuel, that, no, I'm sorry, Migureshnes mid Rav Nachman, that Shniz Migureshnes is based on Rav Nachman, what did Rav Nachman say? That Agam is considered your Rishos, because Vitzidah Rishos Rabbim ka Agam, because Sidi Rishos Rabbim is like an Agam. The Gemara said, Adar Rabbah in Migureshes, I would think she should not be Migureshes, but the Rabbah Shmuel, based on what Rabbah Shmuel said, because Rabbah Shmuel said that Rishos Rabbim is not considered your Rishos, and my love, Hainu Rishos Rabbim, Hainu Tzidah Rishos Rabbim, isn't it Mestabah that Tzidah Rishos Rabbim is the same thing? Rishos Rabbim, Rabbim, Lachovah Tzidah Rishos Rabbim, Lachovah Tzidah Rishos Rabbim, Tzidah Rishos Rabbim, are not the same thing, and therefore, we're going to be Machriah that the Tzidah Rishos Rabbim is like Agam, that Tzidah Rishos Rabbim is not like Rishos Rabbim. So the bottom line is, we're leaving it with a Shiloh, whether the Tzidah Rishos Rabbim is Rishos Rabbim, or whether the Tzidah Rishos Rabbim is more like an Agam. What was the specific case where somebody gave his wife a get and said, I want to get to Bichal after 30 days? It has to be in her Rishos in order for the get to Bichal. The question is, do we view Tzidah Rishos Rabbim as being in a Rishos, or do we not view Tzidah Rishos Rabbim as being in her Rishos? Just one Ha'ara. One raid bite. And really going back to yesterday's raid, part two, in the sugya of Hatoyfeis Lebalchoiv, Bimakon Shechav Lacher. So the Gemara, on the very last line of Dafpe Dalit, brought the memory of Rabbi Yechonon. Hatoyfeis Lebalchoiv, Bimakon Shechav Lacher, Loikon. Somebody went to a loifa and he was Teufus, he grabbed money from him. He did it not for himself, but he did it on behalf of a friend that he knew this person owed money to. The is, loikon. This Balchayv is not going to be koina, the money that he has right now in his possession. And the person that was Teufus is going to have to return to the sender. It's something that he's going to have to give back. Mentioned uh, a very important machlokes between Rashi and Tosfos whether the halacha of Tosfos al-Balchayv b'makom shachav l'achem leikano is true only if the Balchayv didn't make the Tosfos a shliach, or whether it's true even if the Balchayv did make the Tosfos a shliach. Rashi says that Tosfos al-Balchayv b'makom shachav l'achem leikano is true only if he didn't make him a shliach. Meaning he didn't make him a shliach. So what schus would the Tosfos have to be Tosfos al-Balchayv? The only time you say is if it's not going to be Chav But the moment it's Chav There are other creditors that are going to lose out now because you went and you chopped this loan. In that case, we can't look at it as a perfect schos and you're not going to have the Allah of Zachan Ladam But if you made a Shliach, in that case, And just like if the Balchayv himself would go and be Teufis, not Lubalchoy, but for Er Alain, he is the Balchoy. Avad, he'd be able to keep it. So in Kala Tarukullah, Shlucha Shaladim Kamaisai. And if Shlucha Shaladim is Kamaisai, there's no reason in this case it would be any different. Tysus argues, and really Tysus is 
Makar, to argue is from Argamara. Argamara, the Gemara Perak that told the story of Teufus Abalchayim was with a Malva whose name was Yemer Barchashu, who sent a Shliach to go be Teufus Abalchayim. And it was there that Rabbi Papa, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, passed in the halacha of Teufus Abalchayim. See, you see clearly that the halacha of Teufus Abalchayim is true, not only if you're going to collect Midin Zach and Lodim Shleibavanim, but even if you're going as a Shliach, even then you're going to have the halacha. Of Teufus of Achoy, Bemokim Shachab Lachem. So it's Machoy is Rashi and Teufus. Whether Teufus of Achoy, Bemokim Shachab Lachem is true only if he didn't make him into a Shliach, or it's true even where he made him a Shliach, where ordinarily you would think Shluchoy Shal Adam Kemoisoy, but even there there's going to be a halacha of a Teufus of Achoy, Bemokim Shachab Lachem. We also mentioned yesterday. Taisvis Masacht is getting that Yeral from the base that asks that how does the halacha of Rabbi Yochanan had Taisvis Abachay b'Makom Shachav Lachem Leikano Shdim with a halacha that the Gemara talks about in detail in Perik Shnai Moichsim and that is Hamagbia Metzia LeChaveroi Kana Chaver. So if somebody sees a Metzia on the ground and he picks it up and not for himself he picks it for somebody else the halacha is Kana Chaver. Frey Taisvis isn't that a classic example of Taisvis Abachay b'Makom Shachav Lachem? Why? Because if you're going to take the Metziah for yourself, that means there's someone else that could have seen it that suddenly is not going to end up getting the Metziah for himself. So you're a Teufus of Al-Chayv, you're picking up this Metziah. All the other people that had they found the Metziah, the Allah would have been El Metziah Shaloi, and yet the Allah is Yikonis. And says, How do you make these two Allah Hashem? So says a very important terrorist, something also we're going to get back to in the next few days, and that is, we're already uh, Grace of Al-Chayv here in this Sugya, but that is that. Although it's true, a toifus of achayv, b'makosh shechav lachem is like kano, but by magbia mitzia lachaver, it's different. Why? Because over there, if the person would have picked up the mitzia for himself, he could have been zoich in it. And migu de zochil nafshei zochil nami lachaveri. In the case of Yema bar Chasha, where he sent the shliach, the shliach wasn't a malva. This person didn't owe the shliach money. He owed Yema bar Chasha money. So if this shliach would have been toifus for himself, he couldn't have kept it. He'd be a ganav. So being that he couldn't have kept it for himself, that's where you have the din of a toifus of achayv. But when there's a svara of migu de zochil nafshei, like you see a mitzia on the floor and you want to pick it up for yourself, then there's a loch of zochil nami lachaveri. And in that case, it's going to be different. Yesterday's raid focused on a grace akasha that the Pnei Yeshua asks in the Sukkah. And that is that according to Toysavis, that we say, even when you make a shliach, how could a person ever be Makadash and Isha Yidei Shliach? The Ikr Sugi of Shlichos is Perkech Makadash. Or Ish Makadash, boy, Ubeshluchai. Right in the beginning of the Torah, Avram Avinu makes Eliezer a shliach, or Yitzchak makes Eliezer a shliach, to go be Mekadosh Rivka. We know Kedushin is something that can be done Al-Yedei Shliach. Bechayra, every time you Mekadosh Shinish Al-Yedei Shliach, the Shliach has been Teufus Abachayv, B'makam Shachav L'Achayr. Why so? Because if this woman agrees to marry this man, so she's going to not be available to marry anybody else. So any other person that would have maybe wanted to marry this woman will suddenly not be able to marry this woman. And as a result, So why isn't every shlichus by Kedushin Teufus HaBachoy B'makosh HaChav L'Achem? It's a Mishlam according to Rashi. The only time you say Teufus HaBachoy B'makosh HaChav is when you're going to with Shia, not with a shlichus. It's not a kasha. It doesn't even start. But if you hold that the halacha of Teufus HaBachoy is true even when you made a shliach. So how could you ever be Mekadosh and Isha Yedesh Lech? So yesterday we mentioned three Terutzim. We mentioned the Terutz of the Noida Behuda in Evan Ezer, Kamo Simen Samach which is also the Terutz of the Chsam Soifer in Evan Ezer, Chelek Aleph Simen Kuf Nun, 
We mentioned the parrots that Rav Zev Wolf Leiter brings in the Shail Sachuva's base David, Simon Lamed Beis, in the name of Rav Baruch Mordechai Fried, who was the Av Bezdin of Martinsburg, who wanted to say Pshat based on the Gemara in Soita, that Fezam and Aleph, that Shaduchim is Basher, Arbon, Yogim, Koydim, Mitzias, Avlat. What do you mean it's Chavla Acherim? If this woman was meant to marry this man, she would have married this man. What about Zavik Sheni? What happened to Shemini Yikad Menuachar? That's the Gemara's Kashim, Maikon, and Dafidches, Vadvar Matikin, Veinkam, Makoim, Laharach. And then we've mentioned the Terrets that Rav Zev Wolf Leiter himself said, based on the Ksois and Simen Shinvav, that every mitzvah is worth Asar as a Huvim. That was all yesterday's rape. But in Beis Medrash, Boloi Chiddush, me inyan le inyan, very much Baisa inyan. And that is a pilpul from the St. Peter Ruf. And this is in Shailus Hachuvah's Avnei Tzion. It's in Chelek Dalet. It's in Simen Yud Gimel. So this is a, a classic tshuva from the St. Peter Ruf. And it begins with a chiddish that the Ramah brings in Yeridea Simen Shinhe Sevkotin Yud. So the topic that the Ramah is discussing is the halacha of Pidyan Abed. So we're all familiar with the mitzvah of Pidyan Abed. The Ramah says a chiddish. He says that if a father wants to do the mitzvah of Pidyan Aben through a shliach. So he wants to appoint the shliach, that this shliach is going to go now, on his behalf, he's going to do the Pidyan Aben. He's going to give the five slum to the kayin. So the halach is that he can't do it. The makar to the Ramah is a rivash. Rivash wrote in the tshuva that shlichus doesn't work when it comes to Pidyan Aben. Obviously, it's a very, very big chiddush. The Taz and the Shach, Alatar, they're both matmiya, that why all of a sudden, when it comes to this, would it be different? But this is the, the Chiddush that Ramah brings the Halacha, and it's based on a Rivash that even though in Kala Torah Kula, Shaladim is Kamaisai, but when it comes to Pidyan Aben, the Father has a mitzvah to be by the night, there's no Halacha of Shluchai Shaladim Kamaisai. That flaw in his Panam Yafis in Parshas Bamidbar, he asks Akash. So in Parshas Bamidbar, if you have a Sajra, there was a, a parasha of Pidyan Aben. It was a one-time event. It was an anomaly. It's not the classic Pidyan Aben that's Maisim B'chal But it was a Pidyan Aben nonetheless. The Ebishter told Moshe, P'koyit kol b'chayr zachad of Nei I want you to count all the B'chayrois in Kla Yisrael. I then want you to count all the Levian, and I want you to swap them. Meaning, we know that the B'chayr had Kedusha, but after the Chet Egel, the B'chayr lost its Kedusha, and the Kedusha of the Bechar went from the Bechar, it went to the Levi, and there was some sort of pidyon that was going to take place from the Bechar to the Levi. So every single Bechar was matched up with a Levi, and by doing this match, the Kedusha, there was a pidyon, somehow it ended up changing places, it ended up transferring. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes, What happened was, the numbers didn't add up. In fact, there were... 273 more Bechayrim than the world of it. So every Bechayr was matched up with a Levi, but there was an Oitif. There was 273 Bechayr. So what are you supposed to do with the Oitif? Says the Ebesh to Tamayshah, what you should do is you should take Chameshes, Chameshes, Shkolom, Lagul, Goylis, Beshekel, HaKodesh, Tikach, Esrim, Geir, HaShekel, Venosata, HaKesav, Laharnu, Levanov, Pidu, Yehoit, Fembehem, they should do the mitzvah pidyan. This is the first pidyan I've been just mentioned in the Torah. So all these bechayrim, they had to be pointed themselves. They couldn't swap out with a levi. So how are you going to do it? So he said, go ahead and do a pidyan aben. And by going and doing a pidyan aben, taking five slum like this, you'll be able to do it. Now who is the one that did the pidyan aben? Who took the five slum from all these bechayrim? 
Intermediary between the Yid and all these Pachayim that have to give Pinyin Abed. that flaw in Bonham Yafis, it's a Pella. It's a Mephorish Apostolic that there was Pinyin Abed that was done, Ayyadeh Shliach. So, let me buy you the Svar of the Rivash and the Ramah. It's connected to Parish in the Torah. The one Pinyin Abed that we know in the Torah happened, Ayyadeh Shliach. So, how can the Rivash come now and say that you can't do Pinyin Abed, Ayyadeh Shliach? Look here, the Ika Parish of Pinyin Abed, Tachiach. You see, Mephorish, the Moish Rabbeinu acted as the intermediary. It's Mephorish. Vayikach Moish, Me'ez Bechar B'nei Yisrael, Vayite Moish as a Kesef Laharnu Lamanov. So, you see, clearly he was acting as a Shliach. Shtetach Mephorish, you could do it, Ayyadeh Shliach. So, if you could do it, Ayyadeh Shliach, this is not flaws. Kash is a bomb kash. This is what he asks in his Panam Yaf. Said the same painter of, let's make a little bit of a cashman, really based on the building blocks that we spoke a little bit about yesterday, and that is as follows. So the Emma says, the Ramah, and this Rivash is really a very big Kiddush. So why all of a sudden, when it comes to Pinyin Aben, which Shluchai Shal Adam not be Kamoisai? So he brings that the Maram Shik in a Tshuva said that Yesh Loimar, the Pshat is, because every single time, a person makes a shliach to do pidyon aben for him, he would be a toifus of achayv, b'mokim shechav l'acher. How so? Because when you take this five slum and you give it to the kayan that you chose to give it to, all the other kayanim that were hoping that this was going to be their chance to be the kayan for the pidyon aben are going to lose that. So it comes out, it's chav l'acher. Now you're going to tell me you made a shliach. Yeah, but that's toys for shita, and it's the ikr shita zarishayin, and not like the very, very shver rashi. Like the maizah shayi, kachay, with yemer barachashu, that you say, toifas l'bachayim, b'makim shechav l'acherim, even if you made him a shliach. So said to Maram Sheik, you want to know pshat in this rivash, it's based on the sugi of toifas l'bachayim. Niflo. Toifas l'bachayim, b'makim shechav l'acherim, even if you make a shliach, any time you would make a shliach to do pinyin aben, it's toifas l'bachayim, b'makim shechav l'acherim. Because you're going ahead and you're giving now to the kayin, b'mak, that's the toifas here, you're giving it to the kayin, b'mak kayin shechav l'acherim, all the other kayanim are going to end up losing out. So that's what the Ram Sheik said, the St. Peter Ruv, that the is, you have to understand this a little bit. You have to understand this. Why? Why is it so posh it that this is considered toifas l'balchayv b'mak shechav l'acherim? If you make a shliach to do a mitzvah for you, like in this case, the father's making a shliach, go do the pidyan aben on my behalf. If the shliach is helping the father do pidyan aben, it comes out, he's helping him do a mitzvah. He's helping him do a mitzvah. If he's helping him do a mitzvah, he's zikha gonna get schah. Right? Let's talk klapish mayagal. If you make a shliach to do a mitzvah for you, in the event that the shliach works, so you make a shliach, go do this mitzvah for me. So, it's partial the shliach gets schah. Why is it get schah? He helped the yid do a mitzvah. Because in Messiah, he rather quotes Duran, if you need a maramakim for this, Duran in the beginning of Perakesh Makadish that says, even though a man is the only one that has the mitzvah puravu, but women are considered Messiah on the mitzvah puravu, because at the end of the day, they're facilitating a mitzvah. So anytime a person facilitates a mitzvah, it's poshid that the facilitator of the mitzvah gets schar. Does he get a full schar mitzvah? Probably not. But he gets schar mitzvah. There's no question 
Chavetz Chaim talks about it in this form that any time you help a yid and because of the help that you gave this yid, this person ends up being able to do different mitzvahs. So it's posh that you're going to get a gram on some level, you're going to end up getting schar for the fact that you helped him. So he said, if that's the case, any time you make a shliach to do a mitzvah for you, and let's talk about the Ramshik's case. In this case where you made a shliach to go ahead and do a pidyan aven for you, this shliach, assuming the shlichas would work, we get schar. Why would he get schar? He just helped you do a mitzvah. The Shach says, we spoke about the Shach yesterday, that even though even if you make him a shliach, but to the extent that he gets schar, you pay him for doing what he's doing. So in that instance, the halacha is that the Teufus of is going to work. So he said, if that's the case, any time you make someone a shliach to do a mitzvah, like in the Mamshik's case, where you made him a shliach to go ahead to do Pinyan Aben for you, the shliach is getting schar. And because the shliach is getting schar, what schar is he getting? He's getting schar mitzvah. So because he's getting schar mitzvah, so why don't we say that he's a shliach b'schar? And if he's a shliach b'schar, so it comes out, there's no aloch of toifus l'machayv, b'makim shechav l'achayv. Said the same Peter of the kashas of toys. Why is the kashas of toys? Because we know mitzvah slav lehonis nitno. And being that mitzvah slav lehonis nitno, so we know that whenever it comes to, to mitzvahs, then always over there, the hana that you get from doing the mitzvah is never really considered hana. But as Kasha is, he says that the emesis, the Rishonim, are very bothered. Why is mitzvah slav lohanasen? Why do we look at a person that's doing a mitzvah as if he's not really being rewarded? What taka happened to schar mitzvah? Why is a person gets schar mitzvah? And because he gets schar mitzvah, why taka do we say mitzvah slav lohanasen? No. So the Rishonim, and it's in the Sech, the Sukkot, the say, the reason is because schar mitzvah is, is something that that, that's only a gram hana. And because all it is is a gram hana, so all it is is a grama, so it's for that reason we don't look at schar mitzvah as being hana for us to view it as when you do a mitzvah, we look at it as if halachically you had hana. Now what does it mean that schar mitzvah is only a, a, a gram hana? What's, what's even the pirish amila? So he brings from the Beis Yitzchak and from Shleim Kluger and the Shleim Meshav, all the G'dayla Achreinim Masber. that the, what the Rishonim meant to say was is that schar mitzvah v'hai amalekah. And because schar mitzvah is v'hai amalekah, so it comes out that when you do a mitzvah, you don't get schar mitzvah in this world. Because you don't get schar mitzvah in this world, so it comes out the hana of the schar mitzvah that you're going to have is not considered a real hana. And because it's not considered a, a real hana, so it's for that reason we don't look at it as being a schar mitzvah. Okay, let's just uh, reframe this. So if a person would make someone a shliach to do a mitzvah, kind of the same Peteruv, at first glance, I could hear that this shliach is acting b'schar. Why? He's having hanah. What's hanah? He's doing a mitzvah. Now you're going to tell me, what's the teretz to that? The teretz is that mitzvah slav no. And because mitzvah slav no, it's not considered hanah. Ah, you'll ask me, what about the schar mitzvah? Yeah, but we know that when we say mitzvah slav That's all included in mitzvah slav At the end of the day, that's considered a gram. Why? Because schar mitzvah v'hai amalekah. And because schar mitzvah v'hai amalekah, therefore we look at it as if you're not doing it with So here's the punchline. He said, there's a medrash. The medrash says as follows, a medrash player. The medrash says, kol mashe yisrael oichlum ba'ilum azeh, enam oichlum elabish v'schar amuna. All the hana that you didn't get in this world, all the schar mitzvah that we have in this world, it's all because of the mitzvah of Amunah. It's a pella. You keep Shabbos, you put on tefillin, you say Krishma, you hear Shoifer, you take Dalad Minim, you sit in a sukkah, Elul, Saris Meitruva, nothing. It's only in the schar of Amunah. What does it even mean? So in the Chanukah Satayr, they bring from the Rebbe Rebbe Heschel, that the Rebbe Rebbe Heschel said that the Pshat is as follows. Pshat is, 
we know that schar mitzvah b'hai al-malakah. Hayoyim l'asayisim, this world was supposed to work. And then the next world, we're going to be rewarded. But schar mitzvah b'hai al-malakah. So the Rebbe Heschel said that really it's very, very shver. We know if somebody has a pile, somebody has someone that works for him, you have to pay him. When do you have to pay him? That day. So how could schar mitzvah b'hai al-malakah be leko lechayro. What happened to the idea? You have to pay up. So if you have to pay up, lechayro, you should have to give right away. Said the Rebbe Rabbi The Teretz is because it's a halach in Shulchan Aruch that although it's true that but if you hire a poil, a yedei shliach, it's the halacha. Then you don't have to pay him that day. The only time you have to pay him that day is if you hired him directly. But if you hired him a yedei shliach, so there's no halacha of biyoymoy. Said the Rebbe Rav Heschel, that's the pshat. Since the reason schar mitzvah could be behind al Malaka is because although it's true the Ebeshto hired us as payalim, but it was through a shliach. Who was the shliach? The shliach was Moshe Rabbeinu. And because the shliach was Moshe Rabbeinu, so it's for that reason we came through a shliach. I mean that we came through a shliach. There's no halacha of piyay matit nischar. I've said the Rebbe Rav Heschel that even though the Ebeshto gave us the mitzvahs like Moshe, but we know there were two mitzvahs that we got directly from the Ebeshto. What were the two mitzvahs? Anoichi Hashem aleikecho and lo yielocha. The mitzvahs of Amuna that we got directly from the Ebeshto. If we got it directly from the Ebeshto, it wasn't al yidei shliach. If it wasn't al yidei shliach, so now there's a piyay matit nischar. So the schar mitzvah has to be b'hay alma. If the schar mitzvah has to be b'hay alma, he said that's the reason that because all the other mitzvahs, schar mitzvah, I have. One day we'll have it. But schar mitzvah by Hayamaleka. I, Biyomatitin Schara, it was through Moshe. Tyrant Sivalon Moshe, 611 mitzvahs we got through Moshe. But the schar of Amunah, that we got directly from the Abishah. And it's for that reason, there's a dinner Biyomatitin Schara, but there's Biyomatitin Schara. That's why those schar mitzvahs we have to get on this world. In other words, being that we heard it directly from the Ebeshta, so it's for that reason we have to get schar in this world. The only mitzvahs that we can say schar mitzvah are the mitzvahs that we heard through Moshe, because on those mitzvahs there's no biyamitit in schar. So the St. Peter Ruf said like this, Klal Yisra heard 611 mitzvahs through Moshe, only two from the Ebeshta. What about Moshe Rabbeinu himself? Moshe Rabbeinu himself heard all the mitzvahs directly from the Ebeshtah. So for Moshe Rabbeinu, all 613 mitzvahs were direct. If they were all direct, based on the cheshman of the Rebbe of Heschel, it was the Rebbe of the Shach, so based on the cheshman of the Rebbe of Heschel, it would come out that there's a biyoyimah titein tzchare for every mitzvah. If there's a biyoyimah titein tzchare for every mitzvah, so it comes out tzchar mitzvah b'hai alma ikka. If tzchar mitzvah b'hai alma ikka, so it would come out that for Moshe Rabbeinu, every time he does a mitzvah, he could be rewarded in this world. What's the reason we said, that if a father makes a shliach to go ahead and do pidyan ben for him, that lochis, the shliach is not going to work, it's because you're a toifes, and even though you made a shliach, toifes, 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 it's going to be like kono. And being that it's chav lacherim, to the other kayanim, so therefore it's not going to work. The shach said that if you pay the shliach, you give him schar, this no aloch of toifes, 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 And in this case, he's doing a mitzvah. So if he's doing a mitzvah, so lachayra, he is getting schar. What's the teretz? Mitzvah's lav lahonis nenu. But really, the Rishayim asked the kasha, how can mitzvah's be lav lahonis nenu? What happened to schar mitzvah? The 
Eretz is, it's only a gram. What does a gram mean? Zok Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis, Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis, and Rabbi Shloy Mekluger, it means Kuschar Mitzvah Bahayal Maleko. That means the only reason Mitzvah Slav Lohanisnin is because Kuschar Mitzvah is Bahayal Maleko. And the only reason that there's a problem of Tavis of Al when you make a Shlech to do a Mitzvah, is because Mitzvah Slav Lohanisnin. If that's the case, Moshe Rabbeinu. Because he didn't hear the 611 mitzvahs through Moshe. He heard it directly. Every single mitzvah there's going to be schar mitzvah Said the same Peter Ruv. It comes out. It's math. It's back in the envelope arithmetic that for Moshe Rabbeinu there's no mitzvah slav lahanis then no. Because you have the Rishonim's kasha and sukkah daflam and aleph without the terrors of the Rishonim. If, if mitzvahs are lahanis nitno, so any time somebody would make Moshe Rabbeinu a shliach to go ahead and do a mitzvah, it would be a shliach b'schar. If he's a shliach b'schar, this no aloch of toifus l'vachoy b'vakum shechav l'acherem. Said the same page through. That's the terrorist that Aflo's kasha. Aflo asked the kasha. The rivash went ahead and he said a chiddush neira that everyone is bothered by. That if you make a shliach. The father does it. Opinion: Aben the shliach is not going to be chal. There's a parish opinion: Aben in the Torah, and Moshe Rabbeinu was acting as a shliach. Ay, how could you make a shliach? The teretz is Moshe Rabbeinu was different. Why would Moshe Rabbeinu be different? Because the whole reason that you can't make a shliach, said the Ramshik, is because you're a toifus l'balchay b'machim shechav la'acherim. For Moshe Rabbeinu, you wouldn't be a toifus l'balchay b'machim shechav la'acherim. Because for Moshe Rabbeinu, you're going to get schar. Moshe Rabbeinu got schar when he acted as a shliach for Klai Yisrael to do this. Because he got schar, and he got schar behind Alma, so it comes out he's a noitel schar. If someone's a noitel schar, there's no halacha of toifus l'balchay b'machim shechav la'acherim.